Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. Good morning. Hi. Good afternoon. Good evening. Hello, November. We are just... Mid-November. We are just on our way to Thanksgiving. I'm hitting the ground running with the holiday shopping. Like, we're going to get into it. Even though the 10 years ago, Joy was like, I was allergic to early Christmas shopping. But now that I'm married to Scott Parrish, now... (laughs) Now that I'm married to him 15 years later, uh, I am a changed person. So I'm really like trying to be on top of it. We were just actually, before we get to that, though, we yeah, were just... Speaking of shopping, yeah. we were talking about grocery shopping and complaining a big first world problem about how the, the problem of like not wanting to spend your time going grocery shopping, but not wanting to pay like an Instacart, but then also... Bless you. I'm sneezing so much lately. Like I'm... <laughs> Sorry. But also, like, you don't want to, like, what if you want to go to the store and browse around? And so I was saying, we get our, we do a pickup order from Whole Foods and a pickup order from Target. And that's kind of like how we, because we get most of our, like, produce and meat from Whole Foods and then a lot, most of our, like, packaged foods we get from Target. And then you have to go in person to Costco. And our area, they don't have Costco, like, pickup. Oh, because we have Instacart for Costco, but not pickup. So you can yeah. do Instacart, but then you do have to pay for the delivery. Right. I don't mind. I'm not paying for someone to deliver it. But right. going to, but at Target and at Whole Foods, the pickup is free. Right, 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 right. So you can put in your order, and then you go, and it's just ready for you. Which is great, yeah. It saves so much time, and it saves me from the impulse purchases while I'm there. So before yeah. we record, Joy was like, but I want to go and browse. And I was like, yeah, but not browsing <laughs> saves Sushi. me like yes, that's a good 20 point. to 50, potentially up to $100. Yeah, that's so true because I get FOMO where I'm like, but what if there's a smoke and deal or maybe there's something. But I mean, you could see all that on the app because they typically advertise like their sales on the app too. But I get really, I think it's more of like the kind of person that you are. Like I'm super visual. I have to see it out in front of me. So an app makes me feel really contained and like suffocated. So I don't like the cons- the concept. Yeah, I understand it. But I've yet to find a way to like make it work for me. But like yesterday, yeah. so here's an example. This is the first time I've done this ever. Yesterday we went to Costco. I was telling everyone in the chat before we hit record, like I was going, we were going to Costco. I like to get in and get out. I've said that before. And like I wanted to upgrade my iPhone. Bless you. <laughs> we're both sneezing like crazy. It's just leaves are falling everywhere. Um I was going to get up- upgrade my iPhone and I saw the kiosk and like no one was there. So I started talking and upgrading my phone and it's a great deal and you know, yada, yada. So I was signing that I was signing up for that. But I was like having this anxiety of getting out of the store fast. And Scott's like, I'll just take the cart and go get our groceries. And then when I got home, I realized I forgot like five things because I wasn't there to like see it and like <laughs> actually be in front of the stuff. So I ordered it online through Instacart and it was a really small delivery fee. But I was like, that to me is worth it than going twice in one weekend to Costco. Like I'm not That's going fair. back. Yeah, I, I won't go back. I <laughs> So the other big difference here is that we meal plan. We don't meal prep, but we do meal plan. Like sure. I already know what we're having for dinner every night this week. I have a pretty good idea what we're having for lunches. We always eat the same thing for breakfast. We pretty much eat the same thing for snacks. So I go into it with a plan and that's the only way that it works. Because if I was going to the store with like, well, I'm just going to kind of buy the basics and then just sort of like let my heart lead me about what I'm going to have for dinner this week, then I wouldn't be able to do that online. Like I go into online, the online shopping with like, this is our meal plan. These yeah. are the ingredients I need. And I just Ugh, boom, 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 boom. I really aspire to be someone like that. I really do. Maybe that's my goal for 2024. <laughs> There you go. That can be your 2024 goal. I just don't have... That is one area of my life that 
if I don't do that, the week just feels off the rails. Like we have so much going on. If I need like that decision of like, oh, what are we having for dinner tonight is such a pain in the butt. I have to just shift it all into like one, like an hour of making that decision on Saturday morning and then it's just done. It's like it's like the Steve Jobs wardrobe of dinner. Totally. Party, it's like, Which I, I just so need to appreciate. Not worry about it every single day. Yeah. But if I, you know, if my life was a little bit more flexible, I I don't like derive a lot of joy from it. I'm not over here like eating super duper healthy or like trying creative new things all the time. No, we're having burgers and we're having steak tacos and we're having Chicken enchilada, you know, like it's the same. Yeah. <laughs> what are your favorite menu. things that your kids like to eat? The kids are pretty basic. Are um, they? You know, okay. everybody is always like, oh, expose your kids to the foods early, blah, blah, blah. And that, where I'm sure that works for some people. Both of my kids, like around age three, kind of woke up and were like, I don't like this crap. They <laughs> ate the stuff that we ate. And I always love it when someone has a two year old and they're like, they eat whatever I eat. And I, it's because we never give them their own meal. And we I'm don't like, expose them to, yeah. and I'm to like, gluten you know and what? sugar. Um, good luck with that when they, you know, like, I hope that kids go to a friend's house and they're <laughs> drinking well, and Coke and having like sugar. It's not. It's not even that. It's like, right, like between like two and a half and three, they just like kind of come into their voice a little bit yeah, more and are like, right. yeah. no, I don't want that. And I don't know, you know, who knows? I, I'm i sure for some people it works. But for us, eventually both my kids were like, I want chicken nuggets. And I was like, that's fine. You can have chicken nuggets. I'm too tired to fight with this. Yeah, Kate in the chat says, people who say that are people who either never had kids or are far removed from it, right? <laughs> like if you're like, my kids ate everything or my kids will eat everything. I'm like, okay, but do you have current children? Yeah. Are, is this your future child? Because as yeah, we all know, you can plan for everything, but until you're actually in the situation, you don't know anything. <laughs> I will say that like what we will do and what does tend to work is we'll try to make foods that we can deconstruct for the kids. So, like if Brandon and I are going to have stir fry, sure. then, the, then the kids will just have like the meat and then we'll serve them some vegetables, which we, they will not touch. And then like they'll have the meat <laughs> and the rice. Yeah. And then like I'll give them a little side of the veggies and they're like, yeah, that's that's cute, mom. Thanks for doing that. Yeah. And then we'll try to make sure they have a plant. But normally it's like apples. Sure. So they like chicken. They, I mean, they like all kind of just like plain, lightly seasoned meat. They, they do like salmon. That is the one area where I'm like, okay, that feels like a win. But, <laughs> Good job on that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I didn't do anything to deserve that. Like if we are really in a pinch and just need to put something on the table, it's most likely going to be spaghetti, ground beef, not in the spaghetti, on the side. <laughs> and then like apples or those canned mandarin oranges. Mm, yep. They love those. Of course yeah. they do because they're like swimming in juice. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a... You get like a little cup of juice on the side. A cup of sugar. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, Swimming yeah, enjoy that. It's got vitamin C. I very much also, like Miles, you know, he just turned eight. He's definitely opening his horizons more and more. Like we can at least get him to have a couple bites of something. And I don't really ascribe to the like, you have to try everything. It has really worked in our family to use the like, put it on the plate and then say like, but you don't have to try it. You don't have to eat it. Like there's, we're not pressuring but Miles has gotten a little bit open, and so we'll kind of encourage him, like, yeah, I think you would like that. Why don't you give it a try? But it's not like you have to take a bite of everything before you leave the table. And so, like, for example, last night um, – oh, I wanted to talk about this anyway. So November 11th was my – would have been my grandma's birthday. And you guys probably remember in 2020, my grandma passed away. We called her Nana. I was really close with her. My, you know, she taught me how to bake and cook growing up, and we would always bake pies together, and – 
she lived in Arkansas and we didn't see them too often. And because she passed away during the pandemic, she didn't pass from COVID, but she passed away during the pandemic. And so we hadn't, we were supposed to have gone and visited her the month before and we couldn't because of COVID. And then she died from a stroke. And it just like will probably bother me my whole life that I didn't like get that last visit with her. But she and my mom were also like pretty close. And so we, the, my mom and I just really miss her. And so on her birthday, which would have been when you're listening to this yesterday, but when you're listening to this last Saturday, um, we decided to make all of the foods that she was really known for. And she was a real kind of traditional, like middle American cook, like a lot of fried chicken, a lot of like biscuits and gravy, um, you know, a lot of beige stuff, <laughs> which is, you can't argue with beige food. So we made fried chicken, we made uh, mashed potatoes and and gravy, and we made like creamed corn effectively. (laughs) And then this stacked salad, which you make in like a big trifle dish. And it's just like all the ingredients for a salad. And then just a layer of mayonnaise. (laughs) Yeah, a layer. Yeah. So you're just eating it and it's just very So great. You just like scrape off the top because it's just mayonnaise and bacon. (laughs) It's just like, I actually love mayonnaise. Um, I know there are people out there who are not into it. I'm very pro mayonnaise. Yeah, it was like a cool way. I felt like a a good way to kind of honor someone of like, hey, we're going to make all the foods you used to make for us and we'll like kind of think of you while we're eating them. And it was very sweet. I forget why I bunny trailed into this story. What was I talking about first that like led me down this road? Oh, last night we were eating this dinner with with, uh, my mom's. Miles like normally doesn't like sauce on things unless it's ketchup. And so we're like, well, why don't you try some gravy? And he was like, oh, okay, sure. And so he's kind of like edging into those types of he's able he's you know willing to experiment a little mm-hmm. more, yeah which is good so we'll get there you know if you're listening to this and you have like a four-year-old who is only eating buttered noodles this too shall pass yeah <laughs> they're gonna be fine yeah they're gonna be just Most fine yeah. yeah uh well that was a really good bunny trail from starting when we were we were talking about grocery shopping and whether or not you actually order your groceries or outsource you know it's funny the whole reason this conversation started was I was talking about, uh, <laughs> sorry, the gifts in the chat are the best. Uh, you're just going to have to join the chat someday to understand why we all laugh throughout this podcast and you don't know what we're talking about. It probably is really annoying for the listeners when you're not in the chat, but that's the joy of being in the chat. A lot of people will be like, but I just want to listen on Thursday. But I'm like, you're, you miss out on a lot of side conversations. Anyway. I was talking about the Armchair Expert Expert podcast because I was talking about editing the show and how normally we, re- we try to record like at least a handful of days beforehand so I have time to edit. And I was talking about how Monica on the Armchair Expert podcast will often talk about how she edits the show. And I'm like, why does she edit the show? They could outsource that shit. Like they make so much money. <laughs> and I think it's because I would want, if I was interviewing the most famous celebrities on the earth, I would want complete control of what is released and know that if they asked for something to be cut out that I would make sure that it was done so I could see how she would want to do that because you're you're not dealing with just you know your neighbor you're dealing with someone who has millions and and probably could sue you if you really (laughs) release something that you're not supposed to because I know they do a lot of cutting of things out but anyway I know I wonder if on those podcasts the the like guests listen to it and have to approve it probably some of them yeah for sure I'm Mm -hmm. I'm sure that they beforehand they like the reason they agree to it listen to it right and say hey we'll listen to it and we have to edit things out if we want it taken out so uh luckily we don't have to deal with that (laughs) not that we don't deeply respect our guests but most of them don't have yeah most of them don't 
care. Uh, <laughs> and they don't have that large of a following. Um, anyway, speaking um, of large followings. Hold on really quickly. Kate on Instagram, who's also in the chat, just sent us the cutest picture of her son watching our recording right now. So hello to them. He, he has his dragon his Paw Patrol dragon, and so good morning, Paw Patrol dragon. And it looks like it's um, Chase maybe sitting in there on the Paw Patrol dragon. Please correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not, he's got like an armor thing on, so I can't really tell exactly who it is, but it looks like probably Chase. So it's pretty darn cute, and I just really wanted to say good morning to them. Thank you for being here. Thank and you for, for being here. Where did you get that? I didn't get it. Instagram. Oh, Instagram. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah. that's so cute. Hi. <laughs> okay. So, oh, that's so cute. They're talking to me. Um, speaking of people with a lot of followers. So we're recording this on Sunday, November 12th. Taylor Swift just had a concert. I think it was last last night. Was re- She's in Argentina right now. And they just released a video when I woke up this morning where she, she like... Of course, they're ravenously chasing Travis Kelsey and Taylor in every move they make and every handhold, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, they held hands. (laughs) But there's a video that came out that she was like running off stage and she like jumped into his arms and kissed him and everyone was like freaking out because he was like on the side of the stage. And it kind of eerily reminds me of the footage of her reputation tour. There was a documentary when she's going through that tour. It's... I mean, no, it's not Reputation. It's Miss Americana, whatever. It's one of her tours, you know. It's a Miss Americana documentary where she goes off stage and she jumps into the arms of Joe Alwyn. And I'm like, I see a pattern here. No, but here's the thing. We need the narrative to just be Travis Kelsey is honored, is like he should be so honored to be a part of her life as far instead of the narrative like who Taylor Swift dates because that is something that I really disagree with of like all the, all the people that Taylor Swift dates. So like that narrative, we need to like put that to bed and be like more around, Oh, look who Travis Kelsey's dating and all the people that he's dating. And he should be so honored that he's in her presence. That's the narrative that I would like to. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Also because I don't know anything about Taylor Swift really. And I don't know who the person is who you just talked about of her jumping into his arms. Oh, Joe, her her previous boyfriend. Yeah. 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 Of six years. Yeah. It just makes me think of Regina George and Aaron Samuels. It's totally that. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally that. Where it's that. like when the principal is like, Regina and Aaron were spotted canoodling at the Halloween party and have been inseparable ever since. It's 1,000% that. So this is another segue. Mean Girls movie is coming out. There's like a new movie coming out in January. I've known about this for at least a year because Busy Phillips is in it and plays Regina George's mom. And... Apparently, it's the musical version. So, yeah, it's a movie of the musical, which the musical was based on the first movie. And yeah. the first movie is actually based on a book. On a book. So, this is Queen Bees not and Wannabes. a sequel yeah. of the movie. It is a different a, movie. Kind of a remake based, of the yeah, musical based version. Based on the musical, which is a remake of the movie. Sure, why not? There we go. But Busy Phillips, I remember talking, she was talking about it when they were filming the movie like a year and a half ago. So I knew that this was coming, and I'm very excited because the trailer looks great. And of course, Tina is in it, and Tim Meadows, and right, everybody has cameos. And I think um, who's the guy from? Um, oh my gosh, I never watched the show. Um, guys, help me out here! <laughs> I gave you nothing to work with. Who's the guy from the show that Joy doesn't watch? Come on, quick! 
<laughs> that's going to play the coach. He plays the stupid boyfriend in Bridesmaids, and he's in everything. He was in Mad Men, the main character in Mad Men. All right, chat, you're going to help me out here. Da, 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 da. Three, yeah, two, yeah. one. Um, Three, two, one. <laughs> and in and in Thirty Rock, he plays the character who's like so hot but stupid. Yes, he um, is the co- John, John Hamm. Hamm. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you so much. It's John Hamm. <laughs> Yes, he. Pl- I think he plays the pervy coach, which is perfect. Coach Car. Coach Car, yeah. <laughs> coach Car? <laughs> okay, that's all. We're done. Are we done? Thank you guys for being our Google. Yeah. All right. So we already kind of did like a little recap on my Sedona trip. Do you guys have any travel coming up? Are you traveling for the holidays? Are you just going to kind of visit family? Oh, no, we're not going anywhere, which is glorious. Yeah. I am going to Arizona in a few weeks. I'm going to spend the weekend with my friends and my family, my friends and family. Oh, fun. Mm -hmm. So I'll be there for a weekend, but we're not going anywhere for the holidays I don't think. We may go to Westcliff for Christmas. It's just kind of like up in the air right now, but um, I kind of like that. I do I do really love going to Oklahoma for the holidays because I just love spending time with Scott's parents. They just really do a really cute Christmas. Like, I love the traditions they have, so that's always been... And then, I, you know, they always get me the, the fruit basket, the edible arrangement. <laughs> so <laughs> that comes from, if you guys aren't aware, if you don't remember that story... Um, back when I was vegan and I was like first dating Scott, they thought that that's all I eat, like ate that was fruit. And so they didn't know what to get me because Oklahoma is just like meat, potatoes and all the heavy stuff. So all the delicious things, but they didn't know what to feed me. So my father-in-law would always just go get huge edible arrangement. And they were like, here you go. Just nosh on that for the next five days. So funny. And I loved it because it really was yeah. like all mine. And it's one of those huge ones. And so anyway, but uh, I think we're just going to stay put, which I think is really nice. But I'm already starting to have irrational fear and anxiety around New Year's Eve and the year 2024. I don't know why. Really? Yeah, like, like, like planning for it, like the whole kind of just like wanting to do a New Year's resolution type of vibe of like, because I think the past two years, I felt like I had been like kind of unattached, unattached, but uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Like, I want things to go like, I guess I really I say this every year and I really, really, really mean it. Like, I do want to set some things that I actually accomplish. Like, I don't want to be so idle. And I think that's kind of where I'm putting a little bit of pressure on myself. Like, but I want I want to not be so idle in my life. I don't want to be so passive. And so that that's been on my mind a lot. So maybe people can give me some advice. Do you want to hear my tips for not being idle? Sure. I think something I've learned, because this year I ended up trying so many things. And just like, I didn't really set out to try a lot of things, but I did. And, you know, we've talked about like doing things without overthinking it. Like don't talk yourself out of it. But I think for you, maybe the nuance of that is like, it's okay for something to not be meaningful. Like it's okay to try something without an expectation of it being a meaningful experience or like a meaningful process. Like just because something doesn't end up being like something that you even end up liking or but like something that it doesn't become a habit or it doesn't become like a new favorite thing or you don't really, you know, you kind of do it and you're like, well, that's done now. Like I think taking the pressure off of having things of like not even something new, but just like doing so like say like you wanted to train for a marathon again or something. And it's like, it doesn't have to be meaningful 
to still kind of like be fun or be kind of take up some time or be interesting and like the experience is still worth it. And I have you listened to Oprah's new book, which is actually uh, the Arthur Brooks's uh-uh. new book. It, it's not really that interesting. You pretty much can. What's it called again? It. It's called like Live Your Best Life or something like that. Okay, I kind yeah, of I'm some, allergic to those similar. things right now because any self help stuff kind of. Yeah, no, it's not I great. Know. I listened to it because I liked the podcast episode that she did on We Can Do Hard Things. But it's just because Oprah is so good at talking about things. She's so like, good oh, at talking okay, about I'm... things. Yeah, like and I the, could the hear anything that really, Mother Oprah says. Exactly. The book is really not written by her. It's like her, she basically just like co-published it and she writes like a couple little kind of forewords for the chapters. So just listen to the podcast episode. But really the the point that she makes about everything is like this book and her, some experiences that she's had have helped her figure out how to like put things out into the universe without the, an expectation of a return. And that like she calls it the offering and it's like just worth the offering and you can't, you know, and the offering is enough and like whatever comes out of that is like out of mm. your control. I like that. And that mm. is a deeper way of stating what I'm trying to say, which is like it's okay to do things without knowing that they're going to be meaningful or even fun. Like, just yeah. doing them because you kind of like are out of other ideas is also fine. Sure. I like that. Kate said, can you tie your goals to holidays or months? So they're like benchmarks. Like I want to make a new pie for Christmas. So the other thing that I think about is I always like I used to I used to make these amazing like cookies and pretzels and things like for the holidays for people. And I was kind of like known for that. And I've totally st- I mean, I haven't done that in years. So there's a part of me, it's like, I know, don't hate me for saying this word, but I'm like, am I getting like, why did I get so lazy or why <laughs> so like uninterested in that? I just feel like I could use a kick in the pants. Like, I honestly feel like I could use like an accountability buddy person. Maybe that's something we can, if anyone needs an accountability, Billy, 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 accountability buddy. I think the thing, though, too, if you look over the last couple of years of your life, it was like we had COVID, you had graves. Like there's been a lot over the last five years. I got kicked has, out of my job. You got kicked out of your job. Like there's been a lot over the last five years off. that mm. you've had to, you lost your pets, like that you've had to go through that's, yeah. I think, kind of kept you from feeling motivated to take on anything different or like extra. But if you look at the five years before that, like you were doing crap all the time. You did train for a marathon you were doing macros whether or not that was misguided like you you know like <laughs> sorry you were, i'm just like yeah, maybe maybe like, that's that was a lot out. of effort you know it didn't turn that's, out great yes, but that's it, very it was true. a lot of effort you yeah. had goals tied to it you used to do crossfit competitions that you would you know have goals about like yeah i didn't i didn't mean to turn this into like let's like list all the things that you but i i because i but i'm just saying like, yeah i totally it's not get like it you're like yes. this lazy person i think totally. like, it's easy to feel that way but i think what it probably means is that like you're coming out of this five-year window where like you didn't have a lot of extra bandwidth because there was a lot of other things going on in your life outside of your control and so you instead of looking back and being like when did I get so lazy you can look back and be like whoo all right it feels like that's kind of coming that this phase is yeah like I'm kind of exiting it like what can I do with this new momentum that's a real that's a good way of looking at it because it does feel like that was one swing of the pendulum and I feel like for whatever reason, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I do feel I want to put some focus, not so much pressure, but a focus on swinging the pendulum back to like participating more in intentional goal setting and, but not in the sense of like, (laughs) 
work out and go hard and like those types of like, I don't want that vibe, but I do want to be intentional and focused on that as opposed to just like kind of being the passive because that energy was, you know, like you said, in the past five years, a lot has gone on where I just needed to put my energy there. And I think now I'm more in a place of putting it towards things that are more fulfilling. More for you. And I, one of the things that I did this year, as you guys know, is I made like my little 23 and 23 list. And one of the things I loved about it, Mm -hmm. because in the past couple of years, I've gone super broad of like, I'm just going to pick a theme, like a word. And it's been like really, really macro. And instead this year, I went like teeny tiny micro and picked these very, almost like silly goals where it was like, I'm going to go out to dinner twice with my friends. And I'm going to have coffee with a friend, any friend I haven't seen in over three months, four times, four, you know, four different people. And I'm going to, you know, what was another one I had this year? Like, I can't remember anything off the top of my head, but like I'm making, I'm already starting a list for next year. And it's like, I want to bake, successfully bake croissants one time. Like these little teeny goals where then they might be something that you end up doing anyway, or, or it might give you that little nudge instead of constantly, me constantly being the person saying like, oh, I really want to learn how to bake croissants. I've tried them a few times and they've just like melted. If I have it as a goal, it's like, oh, this is my goal is to bake them successfully one time. And so it doesn't have to, again, like going back to it doesn't have to be profound. One of my goals, by the way, is to go to a musical. So with you and Jess, so you're on the hook for that. Oh, and this year? No, it's for next year. Oh, okay. Because we did that the first we day of the to, year. Yeah, we went to Mean Girls. Yeah. Well, I guess technically it was last year. It was technically it was 2022. Yeah. Oh, coffee delivery. Thank coffee you. Coffee delivery. It was like the it was a very tail end of the year slash the first day of the year. So we can count right. it. Did you yeah. count it? Good. Well, no, this is my, for next year, for 2024. Okay, great. You're adding that back. I was okay. like, that was so much fun. Oh, it was I want, so and This fun. is my way of being yeah. like, I want to make sure we do that again. And, you know, like I put on my list to go out to dinner with you and Jess twice because we always talk about it, but we never actually do it. Yeah. And it has actually gotten us to like make some plans. If totally. Like, no, I want to fit, I got to get my second dinner date done before the end of the year. Right. So that's been helpful for me to be like, I'm going to formalize some of the things I always talk about, uh-huh. but then I get to the end of the year and I'm like, oh, I really meant to, I really meant to see that friend and I didn't. Yeah. And this year it's like, oh, I did see that friend twice yeah. actually. Yeah. Because like this summer when I ran the... 5k for the pride 5k anytime i do something like that and that was more kind of last minute oh did it burn your mouth was it too hot (laughs) brandon just brought me coffee and i took a sip i muted myself and took a sip and (sighs) it's the worst because there's no return you can't and now my tongue's just burnt even if you spit it out it's still burnt but you swallow it's (laughs) at that point you just got to commit it reminds me of that scene in Miss Congeniality where she gives her the non-fat. <laughs> I was just um, thinking of that. <laughs> the hot chocolate. She's like, yeah, it's she hot. takes a sip of it out of the service like, and then just like, because <laughs> it's non-fat, and she's yeah. like, she they spits it out. She's like, hot. Say it's fat-free. That's, yeah, I was just okay. imagining. I was like, what movie is that from? Where she spits it back out? Yeah. Oh, it's so great. But doing Sorry, totally races. You know, I'm, I think I'm just trying to connect to like the things that I really enjoy and get inspiration from. And that really is like, <laughs> I do love races for that purpose. And Kelly, I don't think Kelly's in the chat today, but Kelly would be so excited because I do. Races are so fun for me because you're around all these people that are like trying to do something really difficult and they're like, everyone's scared, but everyone's excited. I honestly think that's why like community 5k, community, 10k half marathons yes. are so popular is because training for something like that is really motivating for people. And it makes yes. you feel like 
connected to a goal, connected totally. to a community. Like there is a reason that there is a 5K every single weekend and, you know, no matter where you are in the Denver metro area, like people thrive on that and it's and it works. And it if totally you, works. Community like, to have huge. a goal to say, yeah, hey, six weeks from now, I'm going to run a 10K. When you had that too, you ran a 10 miler last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for Kid and Companion. Yeah, every, mm-hmm. and every May that's really fun for us because it's tied to a purpose that I'm super passionate about. And that's a really fun goal for us. We don't need to beat this any further, but I think that's just kind of the, as we're rounding the corner to 2024. I know. But I'd love to hear like what other people are doing or feeling, or if you, maybe we need to start a little tiny accountability group within the podcast and, you know, we can chat about it. I mean, that's something that I just feel more community stuff is important. And I heard, I can't remember who was talking about this, but even whether it be church, whether it be whatever group that you're a part of, um, maybe that's what I miss, you know, from being in the CrossFit space of being like around people who are doing something difficult together. Like that's really important to me. And I do get a lot of that from puppy raising, like puppy raising is amazing. And that community is huge. And like, I do want to kind of add more of those things to Yeah. And that's not as like day to day when you aren't actually raising a puppy. Yeah. That is one thing going back to CrossFit that I've loved. Like I got an email, like an even the other day for like the CrossFit Roots pre-Thanksgiving happy hour. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go to that. I'm going to like hang out with my fit friends. We're going to go to a bar and not drink alcohol probably. Yeah. <laughs> and not drink. We're going to count our, our drinking macros. Just kidding. Really? I'm not doing that. Don't get <laughs> I was looking in my um, cupboard the other day. I remember I ordered a glass. It has since broke, but I remember I was looking. I was like, oh, I remember I ordered a glass back in my macro counting days where it would like portion out how much wine you could drink. <laughs> that actually was designed by an athlete at Roots at the time. Which is amazing. I remember yeah. being so excited about that, but I was also totally. I was also like, oh, joy. Um, really quick though, before we take a break for our amazing ads this week, I am going to be, pup- we're going to be puppy raising early next year, likely. This is not like solidified yet, but the donors who named Cadet reached out and asked if I would puppy raise for uh, a dog that they donated money for and they could name and pick the puppy raiser. So they picked me and they were like, are you thinking of puppy raising again? And I was like, yeah, we definitely want to do it. We just don't, we're definitely not in the space until like maybe early next year. But then they're like, we're, so she invited me over to her house. We're like going to get together at some point in the next few weeks. And she's like, and we could talk about names and picking out a name. And so they get to name it because they donated a bunch of money. And so they're like, do you know the letter? They can pick whatever. Because they <gasps> donated. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting! This is my dream. So anyone, so I'm, if I you have ideas, process, whether you like, yeah. Or not. So anyone want to? But the thing is, there are some things that like. There's rules around names, like um, <laughs> Kate's. Like I'm ready. There's rules around names that the name can't be like an active service dog already or something like that. So there's cu- there's a couple things like if there's a dog that's a service dog now that you can't name it after that dog until it's retired. But throw out some ideas. Joe 2.0. Oh, my gosh. Um. Okay, Kate, for context, is the person who suggested the name Butters for Joy's cat. So she says, Butters is just the beginning. Cracks knuckles. Butters is the best name. I freaking, Kate, I love that name. And anyway, um, do you want to hear the song that I sing him? Obviously, yes. (laughs) Kate, this is for you. Buttery Butters, the kitten cat. Oh no. <laughs> Encore. <laughs> I'm crying. Okay, let's take a break. Our sponsors this week. <laughs> 
uh, on that lovely note, because we need to calm down. We need to bring it back. <laughs> we calm down with our favorite sponsor, Ned. The one and only Ned. The one and only Ned. We've been talking about Action Acre. We love them, and we are still also using and loving Ned. The beautiful thing is that I have actually brought both of these brands into my nighttime routine and created like a really wonderful little evening ritual for myself. And I really suggest that you do the same. If you have not tried Ned out yet, what are you waiting for? Where have you been? They make the best highest quality CBD products. They are a Colorado-based company. All of their CBD is grown on the Western slope of Colorado. They individually batch test all of their different batches. Everything is so intentional. They are super intentional with their farmers. They literally like do different processes based on the phases of the moon that's going on at the farm. Just go to their website too. Like you will see, you will see there's so much good information on their website. They actually have a new blend. It's Immunity Hero. It's a botanical immune defense complex for cold and flu season. I mean, that's amazing because we're we're definitely in it. We are face first into cold and flu season. Face right first. Now. They have a new flavor for mellow, which is pomegranate. Can you imagine like a little pomegranate mellow co- mocktail? No. Oh my gosh, that's so perfect. Right? Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Yeah. You could still get the should I chai. There's so many different products and they do have more or less like a quiz when you're shopping to kind of learn what's going to be the best for you. So if you go on their website, you can go to shop and then take the quiz to figure out what products might be best. Uh, you can support the podcast by going to helloned.com forward slash joy. Discount code is joy to get 15% off your first order. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com forward slash joy. So they know we sent you and you can get 15% off your order with discount code joy. Thank you so much for supporting our great sponsors. Throughout the years, we continue to work with brands that we know and love and trust. And Ned is definitely up there. We love them so much. Thank you for supporting our great sponsors. All right. So we have a couple questions left over from our Q&A that we did last week that we wanted to get to. You guys asked some really good questions. And, you know, a lot of times we'll just record while the question, like we've already recorded, but the question box is still up, which is great because it means we get to do like a double header. There was one question that was asked that I loved. And I actually ended up asking it on my work trip, like at a work dinner, and it was a big hit. And the question is, what is the smallest hill you will die on? Mmm... And I had a hard time with this one because I have so many small hills that I will die on. (laughs) I had had a hard time picking the smallest one. But Mm. like, what is a very small hill that you will die on? Such a small hill. (laughs) When I'm writing an email or when someone writes me an email and they do the two spaces in between periods, that drives me crazy. In the same vein, don't do, don't you ever double exclamation point me. Or exclamation point and I like oh, five exclamation point. Well, no, no, no. I'm not email. talking about I'm not talking about text messages with your friends, but like in work emails, exclamation point, question mark, or any double exclamation, any double punctuations is a no for me. Like I, I get, and I think this is because I used to have a coworker at one of my old jobs who every day at four o'clock <laughs> would message me. Are you there? question mark, exclamation point, like would slack me or whatever. And I always wanted to be like, you're two doors down for me. You can just go. <laughs> so I have this like aversion to anyone doing double punctuation. And that's a hill I will die on. Or I'm like, don't, okay. I can't. A hill I will die on is that songs should have a beginning, middle and end. And this is why I do not like jazz or jam bands. Because I'm like, wrap it up. 
how much longer is oh, this song gonna be? Yeah, I need oh, to like don't even get me started on like fish. Like no, I hate fish. I hate fish. <laughs> I think we just lost a lot of jam band people. I'm sorry. You know what? They are you die hard. They are die, die hard. hard. You do you. I don't have anything against people. Like I'm not like no. people who like jam no. bands are, are stupid. No, no judgment. You know not for no me. judgment. You do you. I need to know that if I'm going to start a song, it's going to be three to four minutes long and I'm going to be able to track our progress. And that is just not the case with Jam Bands. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I need to like know what I'm signing up for with a commitment. And I I can (laughs) like... Because if people are dancing, you need to know there's an end. Otherwise, you're like... Yeah. Or even if I'm just like listening and if I'm like kind of getting bored with the song, but I know like, oh, you know, we've already gone through two choruses and three verses. Like we're probably wrapping up here pretty soon. Not the case. And... I understand, like, if you are into that music festival vibe, I get why it would be kind of nice to just have this, like, rambling situation going on in the background and you're just, like, grooving. Not for me. Songs should have a beginning, middle, and end, and they should mm-hmm. be, like, three to four, maybe oh, sometimes yeah. up to five minutes long. Yeah. And then they should be done and we should move on. We should move on. I totally agree. Yeah. I also, yeah, way. so I don't like jam bands and I don't really like jazz. And everyone's like... Like when I was in Kansas City, my colleagues took me to a jazz club, and I was like, "I will stay here for thirty minutes, and then we have to go." That reminds. There's a sex. There's a good Sex and the City episode. I There's a good Sex and City episode where Carrie's like, she dates a jazz musician, and he's like making dinner for her, and he's playing jazz and like just jamming out, whatever. She's like, I have a confession to make. I don't really like jazz, and he's like, What? How could you say that? She's like, I don't know. It's just like, Whoa, it's all over the place. <laughs> Correct. It's just like over here, and now we're coming over here, and like, why is there a saxophone? And like, there's. De- I don't want to disrespe- disrespect the art. It is absolutely an art. It is just not things. for my brain. It's. Incredible I think it's something musicians. with my brain. Yeah. Jazz, I can respect. I also, however, would be curious to know how many people actually like jazz, and how many people like it because it's cool to like jazz. Just gonna call some people out right now. Do you really yeah. like jazz, or is it just cool to say you like jazz? Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. examine your preferences. Yeah. I love that question. I think we should be asking it of all of our friends. So thank you. I mean, I want to hear what people, it, while we move on, I still want to know if there's anyone in the chat that like has small hills that they're going to die on because that's just I just love hilarious. finding out like what people are petty about. Like yeah. when I was at work, or when I was asking at the work dinner, I am one of those irritating people who signs my work emails just with my initials. And they were like, the hill I will die on is that you should sign your work emails with your full name. Like, it takes you one extra second. Why are people signing there with their work initials? And I was like, oh, I'm getting called out right now. <laughs> oh, interesting. Which is fair. Those I, are the little things where it's like, I wouldn't even pick up on that. I, well, I mean, this is more of a pet peeve than a hill I would die on. But I used to have a coworker, too, uh, who would, what was it? Warm, warm regards was his sign off. And mm, it that drove gives me, me a creepy up, touch feeling. It, it, it drove me. And then when they started saying warm regards on Shit's Creek, I was like, oh, thank you so much for like calling that out and making fun of it. But anyway, moving on. Warm regards. Is it warm regards? <laughs> Are you really sent? It felt passive aggressive too. It felt very passive aggressive. Okay, Catherine put a comment in the quote, Catherine, our favorite Irish listener. Your sentence doesn't make literal sense to me. So I'm wondering if this is like a North American English problem. People using their indicators or not as the case may be. Please rephrase. Rephrase it. Rephrase. Restate it. Explain it in a different way. (laughs) Sorry. Indicators are turn signals. Thank you, Blinker. Oh, indicators. I love that so much. It's so cute. (laughs) I thought 
that's much better. Yep, we got it. You guys knew what we were worried about. Indicators, blinkers. I get annoyed blinkers. when people don't use them. That's important. So use cute. your blinkers, people. Okay. Oh my gosh. I have to. I think Donna's here. Okay. So Donna and I were Donna, my friend with snow. Hi, Donna. You're here. Donna was telling me that we were Marcoing last week, and she said that she. <laughs> While she was on Marco with me, this is so great. And I appreciate this so much. Why <laughs> people who honk at me. Donna was on Marco with me. And like, okay, we Marco and drive sometimes, like whatever. We're on like small residential streets. I'm not on the highway, whatever. Doesn't matter. Judge me. So she was like, she had her phone on her seat and she was just like talking, but she like picked it up at a red light to like say something. And some guy honked at her. She's like, oh my God, that guy just honked at me. And he had a laminated sign that he held up and said, no cell phone. Stop it. No. Oh my gosh. That guy was just waiting for that moment of seeing someone use their cell phone at a red light. Wow. And I'm like, I bet you he drives around all day and just like... It just ha- holds that sign up for people. He must that is really hill. enjoy himself. Wow. That is his hill. That is his hill. That is. He had a laminated sign. She goes, oh my God, this guy just held up a laminated That feels like a Seinfeld episode. It totally Like, can you imagine? Or Curb Your Enthusiasm, where yes. like someone is literally just driving around. and Oh, it's the guy with the sign. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There was a great tweet that came out during COVID of like, what would happen to the Seinfeld characters during COVID. And um, yeah. that feels like a real like... 2024 Seinfeld episode is the oh guy gosh. with a laminated no cell phone sign driving so around. So funny. Yeah, that's oh, a good no. one. Oh, no. That can't be real. Okay, Heather, our friend Heather with the cutest dogs in the world. Oh, my gosh. I love her dogs. Heather is like my in real life friend. I see Yeah. Her. Yeah. Hi, yeah. Heather. Question for a future episode. What game show do you think you could win? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. Hmm. I think I could win Wheel of Fortune. Really? Mm-hmm. See, I say that, but that's a show, or I would maybe think that, but I think that's a show that when I would get there, I would blank out from nervousness and I would be so bad at it. Because For like, sure. Like, stage fright aside, right. I think I could win Wheel of Fortune because <clears throat> that's really how my brain works. Like, have you played the New York Times game Connections? Mm-mm. It's where you I did have finally this... get into Wordle, though, which I do appreciate. Yeah, it's, it's or like Wheel of Fortune, very similar to Wordle. Like my brain is very, when it, this is going to sound weird, but when it comes to language, my brain is very spatial. Okay. And so like, I really can like move things around in space in my brain as it pertains to language. And so I think I would be good at Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. I could see that. I can like see see it up there and be like, okay, like I can really visualize. Which is why you're really good at like editing and writing and looking at people's resumes. Yeah. Or I'm, it's also like why I have like a pretty good memory is because like, I like really, I actually, we've talked about this before. I have synesthesia, which is like, most people think of synesthesia, the more, some of the more like well-known versions are you visualize like a color when you, that is associated with a number. And so it's like people who can remember pi to like the 900th digit, it's because they are remembering it based on, you know, when they think of a three, it's like a flash of red. And when they think of a one, it's like a blurb of yellow. I have a type of synesthesia, there's a name for it and I can't remember what it is, where basically anything sequential is in exists in like a physical plane in my brain. Mm -hmm. So if I am thinking of, and this is anything sequential, it could be dates, the alphabet, numbers, a number line, ages, months, days of the week, anything like that. Like if I'm thinking about, if it's Monday, I'm up here. You guys can't see what I'm doing, but like I'm kind of at the top of like the roller coaster. And then I'm going to kind of like travel down the roller coaster to Thursday and like put in some plans I'm doing on Thursday. And then I'm going to like come back up to Monday. Like it's a very 
Like you have that ver- experience like, in picture my brain. in your brain. Okay. Yes. We can talk more about that later. But how did we get on that? Because again? we were talking about what game show we would win. And I was oh, yeah, yeah, game show. What game show yeah. do you think you would win? Probably The Price is Right. And actually, my aunt won the showcase showdown when I was a kid. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did she, she win something I, cool? They they won like a motor home and a trip. But like, it was pretty cool. Yeah. And that was like a really big deal for our family because, you know, like we love California. We have like most of my family's in California. So when they went on the show, we were like super excited. But yeah, that was... <laughs> That was so fun. She got to meet Bob Barker. But so I think Price is Right would be, I would love it. Because there's so many games that like, you kind of need your brain space for, but the crowd is yelling at you with suggestions. And then like Plinko, you just put the thing in and you just hope it goes in the right spot. Like there's not much talent that I would (laughs) need to bring to the table. I would just need to be my bubbly, happy self. And I think I could do that well. (laughs) Bubbly, happy self. Check. Check. Done. Um, all right, really quickly, somebody, a couple of people asked about your Happy Light. It's a Verilux brand. Do we? Have I talked it on about our that Instagram last store, right? Yeah, and I, I'll put that back up on. Okay, I, I talked about that last week. About yeah. it. it's it's Happy Light season. So go to our Instagram store. You can go to it. You can find it in our in our Instagram profile. I do want to say really quick too. We will talk. We're going to put together some ideas for Black Friday deals. We talked about Scott possibly giving some tips for this week, but I asked him, and he's like, "Black Friday sales don't come out until next week," and so. Or like as prepared. of this episode, so he wasn't prepared, but he, not by choice, he just has, he's like, I can't go against my brand and the quality of my recommendations. I'm like, okay, Scott, I hear you. But I will say that I have been looking at the Target Cir- the Target app and this Target Circle deals and every single day they have a new deal. So if you're not, you know, if you have Target, if you have this, the Target app, they do a different circle deal, <clears throat> a different circle deal every single day, and then they also show you what's coming up, and they have some really good deals coming up. So that's been really amazing. Somebody asked in the questions, "When are you getting a mountain one, Claire?" And I'm that, I feel like that has to do with a tattoo, probably. A mountain tattoo? Yeah, just says when are you getting a mountain one, Claire. Mountain and bike, maybe. Mountain bike, maybe mountain bike. Yeah. Well, I was going to take this opportunity to tell you guys the story of my first tattoo, which is a mountain. Oh. And it's pretty much on my butt cheek. Oh. I didn't even know this. Not that I've like seen your butt cheek, but. I was 19. It's like a little mountain range, just like the outline of a mountain range, and it has a little heart at the bottom of it. And I got it done at like this random tattoo. I I walked into a random tattoo shop on the hill, which is in Boulder, like near campus. The tattoo artist, I was like, can you draw this for me? And he literally was like, well, why don't you draw it? You'd be surprised how good you come up with. So like I had to draw it. He wouldn't even draw it. This tattoo artist was terrible. But yeah, that my first tattoo was like a little mountain and I got it. I meant to get it sort of like where like my jeans at the time in the days of low-waisted jeans would have hit. But instead, I pretty much ended up with it on my butt cheek. When am I getting a mountain bike? I will be getting a mountain bike when I find $4,000 under a rock. So if anyone knows where I can find $4,000 for a mountain bike. Or where do they resell them? Yeah. But even when they resell them, they're like four. Like the reselling really? price is $4,000. Uh, the new price is like $8,000. Uh, they're so expensive. And so yes, expensive. of course, you can buy cheaper sure. ones. But I'm kind of at the point where it's like, if I buy, even the cheap ones are $2,000. Yeah. And I sort of feel like if I buy a $2,000 one, then two years from now, like I'm going to spend the whole time wishing I had gotten a nice, a bit, you know, a more like a better one. Maybe not. If anyone in the in our world is selling a small or extra small mountain bike for under $3,000, let me know. I just need to read this quick comment that we got in the chat from Susie. Chat friends. I just ghosted the chat because I had to give my eight-month-old puppy 
a bath because she spotted some random animal poop outside and dove in it aggressively. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that, Susie. Thank you for coming back. Sorry, sorry. Totally understand. Um, speaking of gifts, too, I know we're all over the, over the place, but I don't want to forget. If you have a small business and you want to tag us yes. in your small business, we will repost it. Um, so that we can support your small business. We did one year, I think, do like a blog post, but that's we very did like laborious. A gift guide and it was a lot of work. So we just a lot tag of us lot. Yeah. on Instagram at joinclair underscore and we'll repost it and just say something like, hey, this is my small small business. I'm a listener. Something along those lines so that we know that it's you that we can support for gifts and we'll start reposting those. Um, and you can do it multiple times throughout the weeks as the holidays continue to... Please do, as a matter of fact, because on any given day, you know, we have 18,000 Instagram followers. On any given day, about 1,800 people see our Instagram stories. So right, so we could always If you want to tag us, if you're running promos, if you're just putting out, even if you're not running promos, just tag away. We will repost all of them. And then if you are somebody who wants to support small businesses and actually wants to support... The com- a community that you're a part of, which is this podcast community, community you're a part of it, whether you uh, want to be or not. Thank you very much. You can keep an eye on our Instagram stories over the next couple of weeks. And we're not going to do like a singular roundup, but we also could add them to highlights so that you can go back through and look and see like, right. the ones that we're going to post over the next coming days. Yes. So that will be so fun. Yeah. We love supporting people's small businesses. And, you know, as we always say, like, we're not here to shame anybody for getting that big Black Friday discount that you need on some stuff. And a lot of times that is the best way for people to get that big ticket item that they really want. But when it comes to the smaller gifts in your life, definitely encourage everyone to be shopping local and shopping small. And, you know, there's just some things like you're probably not going to find like a local artisanal big screen TV. It's just not going to happen. Or even like a local artisanal air fryer, probably not going to happen. But if you're, you know, searching for jewelry for your sister-in-law or something like, or if you're looking for a new cookbook, I have all my favorite cookbooks listed on our Amazon store, but please go out and find those from a local bookseller. If you, you know, use that as inspiration and then go and buy them locally. Yeah. Books is one I feel really passionate about. Like if you can get it locally. And actually there are some local booksellers who use Amazon, but like go through and look at the different sellers and see if you can find one. I do think it's very important to support the smaller businesses. And so kind of maybe breaking up your shopping list if you're doing gifts where you can support local artists, local businesses, giving gift cards to local restaurants, things of that nature, um, as opposed to doing like the big box stores. It doesn't have to all be from small businesses, but really trying to support people who are doing the Lord's work with their small businesses. Because <laughs> I know that's very hard. Really quickly for people in the chat, this is a picture of the puppy who rolled in poop. Uh, <laughs> Look at those ears. Oh, but it's a good thing they're cute. It's a good thing they're cute, man. What's the dog's name now yeah. that I need to know? Anytime, I mean, friendly reminder, please DM me with photos of your dogs. I am not Nina. kidding. Yeah, please Nina. never hesitate to tag never us hesitate. in the pictures of your dogs. Or tag us them. when you're like on a dog walk and you're listening to us. You don't have to be listening to us. I, that brings me so much joy to just like see dogs in the wild of just like being their cute little doggy selves. So please never stop doing that. Catherine says, I have cats. I wish I had a dog. Cats also. Any cats pets. Also, any you pets. You have a guinea pig. You just send us a picture of that guinea pig. Turtles. Tur- fish. Oh my gosh. Tortoises. Tortoises. If you happen to have a chinchilla <laughs> named William, who's currently hibernating in your rafters. Hello, David. Hello, David. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. Should we do one more and then wrap it up? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. This is a good one, and I hope it can be fairly quick. 
but I think it's a nice, like a lot of these are really specific. So we could run through a couple quick specific ones. Like for example, how's street parking going? I stopped doing street parking when I started doing CrossFit again. Or do you have a meditation practice? No, I do not. So this one is a comment someone has casually made that stuck with you. Wow. I just went through like a million memories in my brain. I'm like, that's casually, like, can you think of one? That's so hard. People in the chat, has that happened to you? I remember when, when I did my Knowles trip in, when I was in college and we, the very first day of the trip, we were backpacking and it was just like the first day was straight uphill and we were in the Yukon and we were bushwhacking because we had to get up above tree line because the bushes in the Yukon are so, in the area we were in, like there's not like, there wasn't like a trail. We were just walking through these really, really dense bushes for the entire day. And it was really, really tiring and really exhausting. And then you got to tree line finally and like that's where we were going to spend the rest of our time so we didn't have to worry about like being snagged and falling over in these really dense bushes the whole time. When I say bushes, I'm talking like they're above your head, but they're like really intertwiny the way that bushes are. Like imagine being in like a thicket and we're walking through these bushes and it was, everyone was so tired and it was so hard and I, we finally got above tree line and I just like collapsed and was breathing so hard and I was like, this is the instructor came over and was like, how are you doing? And I was like, this is so hard. I just like can't catch my breath. And she was like, this is hard for everyone. It's not just you. It w- Not in a way of like dismissing. It was more just like, hey, you're you're doing great. You are not uniquely out of shape or like uniquely unqualified for this. This is hard for everyone. And it's okay for it to be hard because like we're all, ha- this is a hard day and, and everyone mm-hmm. is feeling this difficulty and it's not just you. And that has stuck with me because I remember that feeling so validating of like, it's not just you. Everyone is breathing hard. Like, don't be so mm-hmm. hard on yourself. This was a, right. this is a hard thing to do. I remember that moment all the time because it reminds me to look around when I'm feeling really like bogged down and look around and be like, okay, it's not just me. Like the, we're, you know, whether it's like a work thing or, or I'm on a hike or on a bike ride, like it applies to so many areas of my life. Where it reminds me to kind of look around and be like, oh, I am not just like bad at this. This is a hard thing to do. And so I just like, no one in my life had ever said something like that to me before. Had ever been like, yeah, I understand that you're tired and breathing hard. This is hard. And I was like, oh, as opposed to being, you know, everyone had always minimized things. And said it would have been like, oh, you're doing great. It's fine. Keep going. You know, and then she was the first person to ever stop and say like, yeah, this is hard. Yeah. And that perspective changed my outlook on things. I thought of one from our Costa Rica trip. Mm, was it Iceland? Did Jono do our Iceland trip and our Costa yeah. Rica trip? No, it was Donnie was on both. Jono was in Iceland. Jono. Okay. I love Jono. So it was Jono where he was like, so he was like the trip guide. And I remember on the bus, he was like, the goal for this entire week is I need you to stay present. That really stuck with me because at the end of the trip, almost at the end of every day, we did Rosebud Thorn. And I think we also did that in Costa Rica. It was like, what was the best, maybe the most challenging part of the day? Or what was your favorite part of the day? I remember at the end of the trip when we were standing around that bonfire. It's <laughs> like, I remember being like, this is what I want to bottle up. And it was because of that comment of staying present. And really being in the trip. And that reminder, that simple reminder really stuck with me. If you too want to have a life-changing moment, you can come to Ireland with us. There's still spots. There's still some spots. And when I tell you, you will have some core memories. We're not kidding. Donna says, one I love, a comment I love is, what have you been enjoying lately? I like that too. It's very broad, but just like makes Mm -hmm. you think like, oh, I've been What have you been enjoying lately? Yeah. We do Rosebud Thorn 
at the dinner table every day. And then Rachel said, I've seen a shift of asking kids, who did you help today? Or what challenged you today instead of how was school? So we also, we do best part, worst part, looking forward to, and who did you help? Those are like our four questions at dinner. Rachel says a comment that stuck with her was that she looks good in red lipstick. She grew up in a house where only quote unquote, those girls were red lipstick. Catherine says, I've got one from your, one of your old podcasts. I think it was a guest who said, if it takes, if it will take less than two minutes to do something, just do it now. Mm-hmm. I like that. I definitely don't do that. I actually have been doing that too. Whereas like any little tasks that I'm like, oh, I don't feel like doing it. I'm like, will this take me two minutes? Yes, it will take me two minutes. Right, get it over with. All right, guys. Well, that is it for this week. Thank you so much for being here. Don't forget to check out our sponsor, Ned, helloned.com, H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com forward slash joy, J-O-Y, or use discount code joy for 15% off your first order. Thank you for being here. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye, everybody.